That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Hey, folks, as you probably noticed, this show is run entirely by me and a few of my best friends. We don't have a corporate media colossus backing us with advertising or search engine crap or tech or whatever. It's just us. But none of this would happen without you. And that's why we rely on your financial support to keep the show on the air. So when you get a chance, make sure to stop by our Patreon page at bobseskashow.com or patreon.com slash bobseskashow. Sign up for at least $1 per month. You'll hardly miss it, and you'll be supporting the show in the best way possible. Don't forget to tell all your friends, too. Again, that's bobseskashow.com or just click the all caps Patreon link beneath the logo at bobseska.com. Thank you in advance, and now let the cartoons begin. Broadcasting from Resistance Headquarters, relentlessly fighting back against the clown dictator and his regime of deplorables. Never give up, never surrender. This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Johnny Old bumped into me in Beverly Hills. And he said that he wanted to talk. He said that you and, and Roth were in on a, a big deal together and that there was something in it for me if I could help him out. He said that he, he said that you were being tough on the negotiations, but if they could get a little help and close the deal fast, it would be good for the family. You believe that story? He said there was something in it for me, on my own. I've always taken care of you, Fredo. Taking care of me? You're my kid brother, and you take care of me? Did you ever think about that? Huh? Did you ever once think about that? Send Fredo off to do this, send Fredo off to do that. Let Fredo take care of some Mickey Mouse nightclub somewhere. Send Fredo to pick somebody up at the airport. I'm your older brother, Mike, and I was stepped over. That's the way Pop wanted it. It ain't the way I wanted it. I can handle things. I'm smart. Not like everybody says. Like dumb. I'm smart, and I want the stick. Bob Seska. I don't know what we're yelling about. The Bob Seska Show. <laughs> hey, look. What can I say? It's a dumb, dumb story. But I had to talk about it anyway, right? From our nation's capital, it is Tuesday, August 13, 2019, and this is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. It is the greatest soap in the universe. Hi, what's up? My name is Bob. Hello, Bob. Hi. Day 936 of the Trump crisis. Day 100. 100 days of the constitutional crisis. 448 days until the 2020 presidential election. And oh, look, sitting right over there, it's my good friend, Buzz Burbank. Hi, Buzz. Hey, 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 Bob. Hi, Bob. Hi, everybody. Hi. Oh, just please don't call me Fredo, okay? 
He's Bob. I'm Buzz. We're the party planners for Democracy's Going Away Party. That's uh, that's true. We're 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 the stable boys. We're the stable boys for the Horsemen of the Apocalypse. <laughs> that's that too. I've got a business card that says that. Exactly. Our job to muck the stalls. <laughs> that's right. Uh, and and Bob, never mind. I know you've heard. Never mind all these conspiracy theories. Uh-huh. I've solved. I've solved the Epstein mystery. Oh, good. It, it was Colonel Mustard in the library with the candlestick. Oh, I knew it. I predicted that going away. I thought that was going to be. I read that. Thing. Read that somewhere. <laughs> uh, and don't worry, Bob. If there are any serious irregularities in today's show, Bill Barr is going to get to the bottom of them. So we're covered. <laughs> Good, good. Thank God he's on, he's on the case. Hello, I'm Tom Bosley. No, my you know my biggest concern right now is we're just not seeing enough of Anthony Scaramucci. I need more. That you more know, Mooch. right? Bring it on. Well, I'll wrap it up here and say that I, I think uh, I'm a little upset. I think people are being very unfair about Trump's changes to the Endangered Species Act. Yeah. Uh, I think it's just his way of telling the animals to go back where they came from. Oh, <laughs> don't worry. Thank you, studio audience, the great Buzz Burbank. Buzz Burbank News and Comment, buzzburbank.com, realmnetwork.com. is the best hour of news you're going to hear all week. And the very finest of monologue jokes here on the Tuesday show. <laughs> here exclusively on the Bob Seska Show. That's right. Okay, my friend, uh, this stupid fucking Chris Cuomo story is stupid. <laughs> um, I just want to say that. I mean, there are things in which the world is collapsing around us. The Endangered Species Act is getting gutted. Uh, there are nuclear explosions in Russia all over the place. And, uh, uh-huh. and we're all talking about Chris Cuomo and the nickname Fredo. Um, I, I want to say right here at the outset, as you may or may not know, I am Italian. And I just don't give a rat's ass about the nickname Fredo. First of all, Italian isn't a race. So it's not racism. It's not even racism adjacent. Or maybe it is a little bit racism adjacent, but it's not. It's, would it, it doesn't be, matter. Would it be a kind of? Would it be a kind of xenophobia? That is a little bit of it, but I, I think it's just more. It's of a, a cultural. It's a cultural bias. I mean, I think. Uh, but don't people have? Uh, people have had false impressions, and or have gathered impressions from from. Uh, you know, their own impressions of Italians, which is yeah. uh, often associated with uh, the type of movie you just played a clip from. Right. Uh, you know, uh, so, and, and, and uh, you know, each culture, even among white cultures, uh, has been, uh, you know, the Irish get it for drinking. Yeah. Uh, the, you know, and, and, and every, there are these stereotypes that, that have been applied to all of these different cultures. So there's a cultural bias there. I, I, you know, it, it certainly isn't racism. It certainly isn't... Uh, it doesn't rise to that level of suffering. I always thought the Fredo nickname just suggested stupid brother. This is the, right. the dumb, right. incompetent brother. Right. Um, almost like George W. Bush was kind of the Fredo of the Bush family. <laughs> In fact, I think that was a nickname that we often used. Don Jr., Donald Trump Jr. Oh, is, is the yeah. Fredo. I mean, right? he's the real Fredo. He's the only Fredo. Cuomo can't be the Fredo. Oh, Don Jr. is the Fredo. We've already established that. Let's How could just, he possibly be the Fredo? That other guy's the Fredo. Well, you have to acknowledge it, and you have to laugh at it. Yeah, uh, that's true. You know, don't call me Fredo. Right. Uh, you know, if if you, but but you also have to move on. You're right. I mean, you're yeah. right yeah. to say that it's stupid. Uh, we would be wrong to give it much more attention than than it's due. Well, I think I think the main thing that should probably be discussed in this context is just this idea now that we're going around personally confronting people that we don't like in the news. Oh, oh, it's an angry world. I yeah. mean, have you been have you been out in a car recently? <laughs> have you, 
<laughs> I just, yeah, because, I, I really try not to, Buzz, for this exact well, reason. Exactly. No, I mean, it doesn't matter. Uh, walking in or out of a grocery store, a million yeah, different yeah. places, you encounter this this anger, this me, especially, I remember, I noticed it more. I've lived all over the country, and I yeah. noticed it, I'm sorry, more in the D.C. area than in any other part of the country mm. in which I've lived, and that is this sense by almost everyone that I am more important than you are. Yeah. And uh, I am going forward regardless of what you do. And uh, it, it's just that sort of mean, aggressive, angry. And, and then there's the anger, the national anger that uh, so many people feel on the left and right. It's an angry world out there. It's, it's documented that it's gotten angrier. Yeah, it absolutely has. And the only thing that really, really kind of frightens me about that is, as I said, this idea that, well, if you're angry with someone, what you have to do is go up and interrupt their dinner at a restaurant and start making an ass of yourself and embarrassing the and ruining the dinners of the entire restaurant and causing a big scene. And then suddenly Donald Trump is tweeting about it. It's all to me triggered by Donald Trump's public behavior. People are oh, just sure. reflecting what the, the tone too. is that the president sets, right? And his policies as well. I mean, uh, his administration, Kellyanne Conway, can't go anywhere. Uh, 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 Mitch McConnell, uh, who could arguably be one of Trump's boys at this point, uh, uh, was was virtually chased out of two restaurants yeah. over the weekend, yeah. uh, you know, harassed out of the places and uh, by, by customers, not, not the management. Right. Uh, in, in one case, I, I know a bartender followed uh, Stephen Miller. Stephen Miller from the administration uh, had just purchased uh, $80 worth of sushi, and he, he left the restaurant. He was walking down the street with his bags of sushi. <laughs> and uh, the bartender, a bartender, pops out of the restaurant, out on the sidewalk where uh, the customers won't be bothered. Yeah, right. And yells, hey, Stephen. And uh, Miller turns around and the, the bartender gives him a double pumper, gives him the, give him the, the you know, the yeah. finger with both hands. And uh, that's, you know, and a lot of this is, and, you know, the immigration thing has been very emotional for people. I'm not saying this is the right thing to do. I'm saying the administration uh, that's so heavily harassed now as they are uh, brought it on themselves. Yes, Trump, they did. Trump brought it on. Not just his public statements, as you mentioned, but the policies as well, the cruelty, yeah, yeah. the abject cruelty. I mean, just this week alone, and I, I sort of uh, I'm borrowing this from from uh, something that Rachel started last night. Uh, Trump has gone after uh, in the last uh, forty eight hours has gone after the Statue of Liberty <laughs> and the uh, American bald eagle, the symbol of this nation. Jesus Christ, the national yeah. bird. Uh, apple pie and mom need to be warned and also he's going there next right right i mean statue of liberty endangered species my god and what last week little children at the end of of, of last week yes, where we see right. video this heartbreaking just utterly soul-crushing video of this little girl in mississippi who was stripped of her dad and just bawling in tears and and why is An this update yeah exactly yeah. yeah it's ethnic cleansing going on in this country. oh yeah 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 absolutely and by the way an update on that little girl the one yes uh, nearly all of us saw uh, crying about 10 days ago we still haven't found her father we don't know where he is oh my 
my God. Oh, latest my God. Update, latest update just before the show uh, said, no, no, nobody really knows yeah. where the guy yeah. is. This is an ethnic cleansing that is happening. Mm-hmm. Donald Trump, Stephen Miller, the guy you were just talking town. about. Yeah, they are engaged in removing as many brown people from this country as they can. I assure you, they are not going after Germans, British, and Irish people who happen to overstay their visas. They are going after brown people in a targeted, very specific kind of way, making it seem like ethnic cleansing and i swear to god this is something that i feel like everyone who's involved with this and everyone who initiated this policy and carried it out they need to be dragged in front of the hague and uh, and prosecuted for crimes against humanity because that's or at the, the very least or at the very least their dinners need to be interrupted <laughs> yeah i guess i guess in that case maybe so um so yeah so this is a uh, ethnic cleansing and then the latest episode of this the latest thing to come along that leaves us to believe that this is not about illegal undocumented immigrants or migrants uh, or whatever ooh, this is more. this is about uh, this is about brown people because uh, yesterday Donald Trump uh, broadened this attack on the immigration system, creating this new rule that targets legal immigrants who want to remain inside the United States, but who don't have the financial resources necessarily to do so. Right, right. Which basically defines every immigrant that entered this country from the late 19th century on through. I don't know when they started to cut, but maybe it was uh, the 1950s. But I mean, the immigration boom at the turn of the century, which has more or less defined the, the cultural representation of the United States, making this an incredibly unique nation uh, in the history of the world. Because I mean, one thing I always go to, Buzz, is when I'm thinking in these terms, I think in, in terms of the United States not being a nation that is demarcated by its ethnicity. You know, you go to Japan and it's all Japanese people. You go to China, it's all Chinese people. You go to Russia, it's all Russians, more or less. In the United States, we're just a variety of all different things. I mean, when we elected Barack Obama, we elected an ethnic minority, a racial minority to president of the United States. There are very few, if any, other nations in the history of the world who have actually done that because of the ethnic uh, definitions of the boundaries of those nations. And so that really sets us apart as something, what I believe, uh, something that can really underscore the idea of American exceptionalism. I mean, I know it's a, it's a right-wing thing to talk about American exceptionalism, but that is one of the things that actually truly does make us exceptional, our immigration system Absolutely. in this country. Of course. And I think most common sense people realize that. I, I, how many common sense people are left, I'm not sure, but those who still have it, I, I think, understand that. And, and this proves not only, Bob, that this is about brown people now, this proves it's been about brown people all along, as we uh, suspected, as yeah. was charged. Uh, this is now revealed to be exactly what it had appeared to be, yep. and uh, this is this is the stone cold proof right here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and 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 it's uh, it's it's a it, it runs counter to everything. This new order, uh, this new policy uh, allows you can come into this country. Here's the deal: if you come into this country and you have enough money, if you've got sixty four grand a year for a family of four. Uh, that's a good mark for you. Yeah. If you're younger as opposed to older, that's good. If you're healthier as opposed to sicker, that's good. Are, are you? Basically, the question is, are you a good breadwinner? Get this: you have to have 
health insurance now. I mean, that can be a criteria. The government can say, the U.S. government can say, no, sorry, friend, you, you don't have health insurance. We're not letting you in. Yeah. Because they're, all- they're supposed to arrive here with health insurance. How does that work exactly? Uh, so uh, this allows... Uh, immigration, legal immigration, to be cut to virtually zero at a time that uh, brown people are headed, because now the brown people are headed here. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the feeling is we have too many brown people already, which is why we're locking so many of them up and shipping so many of them out. It doesn't make any goddamn sense. I mean, on top of that, they need to have a credit score, for God's sake. I mean, how many people are entering right, the United right. States? Yeah. A good credit score, yes. Right, yeah. a good good credit score, for God's sake. And the, the thing <laughs> is about that, I mean, I could do a whole rant about the credit scoring agency. The, the credit agencies being uh, private corporations that can just willy-nilly completely screw up your financial future just by one screw up. And if you've ever tried to deal with any of the financial reporting uh, companies, the, the people who maintain your your credit score, your credit record and all that, and there's a mistake, heaven forbid there's a mistake on your credit report because good luck trying to get that mistake repaired. This is a, an unaccountable group of several private corporations who have no real linkage to the federal government. And now the federal government is using this kind of scoring to keep people out of the country for some reason, as if someone coming in from Cuba or Mexico, a a whole lot of immigrants are coming into this country who don't even have a credit card, much less a credit score, for God's sake. I mean, you know, there are people who... The point is to shut it down. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, there are people who have significant means who have some money who have uh, who are employable who may not have a credit score because they haven't gone out and gotten a credit card yet so i'm talking people inside the united states much less people who are coming in as migrants or what have you it just well, maybe that part point. will depend maybe that part will depend on how brown you are i, I don't <laughs> yeah, know yeah but yeah. but it does it does make it totally subjective which means, and you know, you know, the subjectivity of this administration mm-hmm. would be to deny those applications. And here's the other thing that that order does that also deserves our attention. And that is that because uh, legal immigrants can now be punished, uh, denied uh, green cards and visas for taking advantage of public uh, services to which they are entitled, uh, food programs, housing programs, those kinds of things. Yeah. If they take advantage of those, they make themselves more subject to deportation because that's a drain on the taxpayer. Yeah, uh, that's that's the that's the mantra there. Uh, and so, what's happening now? The other side of this tragedy is that uh, families are either stopping or not starting to take advantage of these legal public services. Yep, because they don't want to be deported and they're willing to starve yeah. if they have to to stay here. Or, or in the case of El Paso, you have people who don't want to get medical treatment after, you know, a mass shooting because they're afraid right. that they're going to get reported to ICE and so on. And they're going to get uh, deported out of here just because they want to get, to, you know, the bullets removed from their arms and bodies and legs. And it's right. absolutely insane. This is the new cruelty in the United States. Welcome aboard, everybody. Um, it is. It is. And, and, and again, also, it's also about the cruelty. Yeah. Uh, toward, of all things, the beast and the children, right? Uh, you know, uh, kids in cages, uh, animals uh, no longer protected. Nixon freaking signed the Endangered Species Act. Oh, yeah, Act. yeah, yeah. Come on, you know. Yeah. It saved the American bald eagle and, and uh, a gazillion other creatures. 
In fact, I uh, posted a cartoon, political cartoon, by one of my favorite I political saw. cartoonists, Ed Hall, who uh, yeah. drew a picture of, uh, it was, uh, of course, uh, Eric Trump holding a, a dead exotic animal, and then uh. the, the famous uh, picture of uh, Don Jr. holding the tail of an elephant that he just sawed off with a pocket right. knife like a goddamn right. sociopathic ghoul. And then a picture of Donald Trump holding a uh, a baby upside down, you know, because there was yes, that. That's his catch and kill. Absolutely. And, and again, you know, we forget when suddenly stories like Fredo pop up in the news cycle. We forget that just a few days ago, Donald Trump was in El Paso holding a child who was orphaned when her parents were gunned down. Uh, by a guy who was inspired by Donald Trump, and, and there he is using the baby that was orphaned because of that guy as a prop with his ridiculous joker, go with a smile, grin, and his stupid stubby little thumbs up thumb. I just like again, just completely tone deaf, has no clue, and then goes off on uh, Joe Biden for being out of touch for some reason, as if that's at all valid, right? Well, you know, I'm not. This is not a news flash, but Donald Trump is a sociopath. Um, oh yeah, I forgot. <laughs> yeah, and 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 has no empathy. I right. have known a sociopath. I understand. I mean, I know yeah. what that's like. So me too. Uh, you know, I recognize. Uh, I recognize the symptoms. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. You don't have to have a PhD in psychology to be able to, to to spot that once you've you know been exposed to it. Right. Right. Um. And 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 so he has no compassion. He is incapable of compassion for anything or anyone other than himself. Yep. Uh, and and uh, you know so the, the trip was all about him. Uh, you know, why don't they like me more? Uh, you know, look how much they like me. Uh, th this was what this was what the trip was about for him. Yeah. When people were bleeding and uh, burying, and I mean, in the midst of the funerals, he's talking about the turnout he got the last time he was in El Paso. Yeah, and you know what? The last thing that I ever want to see is one of those doctors or nurses after applauding and cheering and, and posing with Donald Trump ever to have to operate or work on me ever. Because then I start to really seriously question their judgment as professionals. Because as professionals, as physicians who have to work on all varieties of human beings, especially in that part of Texas, uh, should not be taking that kind of clearly partisan approach by I, I get it I get he that he's the president but he's a different right. kind of president you know there, there shouldn't be doctors somehow cheering for Donald Trump I don't I it's a, just a giant disconnect for me I don't know <laughs> yeah no I sense. get it I, I get it too but uh, recognize that was a small group of medical professionals yeah. uh, and I suspect that those who were there were there because they support him politically right or or because they just wanted to be in the picture with the president yeah. uh, and thought it might be of, his, of historical interest someday. Um, but, but yeah, it was just, it was really, it was really all about him and about him using, and yes, shame on the doctors for using those patients as yeah. allowing uh, patients to be used as props. Mm -hmm. I know many did refuse to meet with them. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah. you mentioned sociopaths just a second yeah. ago, and that leads us, leads us into Jeffrey Epstein and the suicide of Jeffrey Epstein. Uh, yeah. d depending on who you ask, it's suicide. And I, I know, <laughs> right. I, you know, I'm not going to get into all the, the conspiracy shit because obviously this Fertile is mustard. just, yeah, fertile territory for bullshit. And instead of basing uh, our analysis on the 
the facts is it's like mostly this is uh, has been all about for the last uh, 48 hours or so it's been all about well i heard some guy on the internet say something about jeffrey epstein and so it must be true tune into my news on thursday because here's where i am yeah. uh, normally by this time because i like to be make sure i'm uh, briefed and up to date on as much as i can be of major news yeah. by the time i uh, appear on your show i don't want to let you down i, I I, there's a great potential for that, and so I, I, I'm doing what I can to head that off. Yeah. So, uh, so I try to get all the big stories covered in my writing for the Thursday show. Now, naturally, things evolve and change, and I go back and make revisions and move things around. And you know, I mean, that's we're not married to this particular script. But it's you got to make some progress, or otherwise, the next thing you know, it's Thursday and you don't have a show. That's right. So, so, so I'm I'm writing I'm writing this this summary of the news. And I, I get to the part about Jeffrey Epstein, and I, I just can't. I have now written around it. I've gone around it and <laughs> written other stories farther down in the news. I do not yet know what I'm going to write. And, of course, there could be other developments, but I do not yet know what I'm going to write about this story, and I keep putting it off. Uh, uh, yeah, please take us wherever you're taking us. Yeah, well, I, I do have some things to say about this, and these are important things. These are well-documented and reported things at this point, and enough to, right. I think, latch our brains around with regard to the unforgivable awfulness of Jeffrey Epstein and his entire right. empire, including right. all the people, right, left, Democrat, Republican, whatever, who are all in that uh, Jeffrey Epstein inner circle. I want to get into all of that right after we talk about my favorite, favorite bug repellent on the entire planet. And, and you know, Buzz, it's weird to say, hey, hey, Buzz, I've got a favorite bug repellent. What's your favorite flavor? <laughs> right. I mean, it's not something that people usually go around saying, hey, you know what my favorite bug repellent is? Here are my top five favorite bug repellents. Let's do a whole bug repellent. Bug repellent. <laughs> Try one of mine. That's right. Let me do a tweet thread about all of my favorite bug. Now, you're never going to see that, but the fact is no, no. there is one bug repellent and one bug repellent alone that you should be using this summer. If you're tired of bug bites, you've come to the right spot. Of course, we're talking about Bugger Off Bug Bomb at BuggerOffBomb.com. This bomb was created to swear off all the pesky mosquitoes that plague us every season and using all natural ingredients. Nothing with chemicals, nasty chemicals, no DEET in there. It's kind of humans and the environment it's got a straightforward ingredients list easy to travel with and a little teeny tiny hockey puck shaped tin it's not just a bomb it's the bomb it's the bomb absolutely it's made specifically for everyone too it contains two key ingredients for fighting pesky bugs and other creepy crawlies We're talking about eucalyptus and citronella it's also got non-gmo soybean oil beeswax thyme rosemary cedarwood geranium basil and other essential oils and by the way, this is one of the, the biggest selling points. This is one of the reasons why people are constantly emailing me. I'm getting calls from my mom. Everyone's asking me, when can I get more bugger? Can you get me more bugger off bomb? And I said, well, you got to go to buggeroffbomb.com, first of all. But I can I can see what I can do. thing that they like most about it, Buzz, is it smells way better than any of those store-bought repellents. It smells clean and fresh, and it's not going to stain your clothing. Plus, bonus, no more Skeeter Bites. It's just... 1095 at buggeroffbomb.com, but you can use our promo code BOBC, get 15% off your order. Support this show by supporting Bugger Off Bomb and stay bug free all summer long. By the way, you can not only use uh, BOBC for 15% off, but you can also use the word SEXY in all caps. SEXY, because now Bugger Off Bomb is being advertised across the entire array of 
sexy liberal podcast network podcast so there you go you're gonna be hearing a lot about bugger off bomb but remember you were here first again it's bugger off bomb bugger or just click the link on the podcast page thank you so much hey this is frangela and we host the final word with frangela and idiot of the week podcast and if you enjoyed this episode you'll love our show where every week we talk about real news real funny so come on over and listen to the final word with frangela and find it at sexyliberal.com and on itunes stitcher tune in and everywhere else you get your podcasts the bob seska show Show. Okay, this is uh, Twisted Mojo and their cover of Jimi Hendrix's uh, version of All Along the Watchtower. I got I got some emails about this one uh, last week. We played this on the after party on Friday. So, Bob, why didn't you give credit to Bob Dylan? And I know I, I like to give credit to people yeah. named Bob. Bob. All right, Bob. Bob. But in this case, Buzz... Uh, I thought this was the uh, more of the Jimi Hendrix arrangement of the song, so I thought. I see. I thought that I'd give Jimi Hendrix the credit, but well, so and you know, no, no disrespect to Bob Dylan, but but really, Jimi Hendrix, I think, made it far more famous. Yes, he did. Than, Bob than Dylan never did. I know, he absolutely did, and so that's why uh, that's why I give credit to Jimi Hendrix. And but this is a great version of the song. We got a link in the description if you want to follow all of the uh, show dates and so on for Twisted Mojo. Just one brief note. I'm getting a lot of emails through bobseska.com slash music of, from, from people who say, hey, I've got this great band and they're in my town playing shows. Why don't you use them on the show? Well, that doesn't quite work because I need to get permission from the actual band itself. So if you know of a band and you say, well, I want to get them some more exposure for what it's worth, uh, go to them and say, uh, look, band, go to bobseska.com slash music and submit your music there. And that's that's the best way for it to work. So thank you to all of our amazing uh, independent recording artists for uh, supplying us with the best music around, the greatest songs you've never heard before. How about that? And just a couple of weeks away from your new music show. Uh, okay. So uh, we're talking about Jeffrey Epstein here and uh, Jeffrey Epstein's suicide in prison. Uh, a couple stories that uh, popped out to me with regard to uh, the, the Epstein saga. First of all, this former Epstein pal wrote an op-ed yeah. in the New York Times. I think it was published uh, today or yesterday. And he said uh, that Epstein told him, bragged about all of the very famous, very powerful people that Epstein has associated with in his inner circle. And uh, of course, I have to, I have to mention the fact that the guy who wrote the op-ed, his name is uh, James Stewart. Merry Christmas! So I have to do that. I can't get past the idea that his name is Jimmy Stewart. Merry Christmas! Well, 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 just now, well, wait just a minute. Ah! <laughs> That's actually maybe the first impression that I've ever heard you do, Buzz. I, was that an impression? I don't know. 
is really know. good. It was a good Jimmy Stewart impression. I think it was a deep fake audio. Maybe. Yeah, right, right. So, so Jimmy Stewart reports in the, in the New York Times uh, this. This is kind of a big takeaway here. He said, the overriding impression I took away from our roughly 90-minute conversation was that Mr. Epstein knew an astonishing number of rich, famous, and powerful people and had photos to prove it. He also claimed to know a great deal about these people, some of it potentially damaging or embarrassing, including details about their supposed sexual proclivities and recreational drug use. Boy, I hope we get more elaboration on that. Because God knows we, you know, need, to, we need to hear about Elon Musk's uh, sexual proclivities. Thank you. Well, there would be a propensity for a guy like that to exaggerate uh, the number of people. But but when when he talks about uh, when he allegedly spoke about uh, having something on on many of these people, yeah, uh, that's that's probably very true. And in some ways, I mean, uh, uh, we've talked about this. I know you and I both have on social media. It may be easier. Uh, there are signs, and it will be easier to get hold of evidence and records than it would have been if Epstein were still alive. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, it's the, the, the big crime here. The worst part of this, of course, is that the victims have been denied uh, their opportunity to, to, to face him in court. Right. And, uh, you know, something they, they have a right to, something that gives many of them a sense of closure. And uh, they've, they've been denied that he slipped out of this just as he slipped out of so many other prosecutions. Uh, but but the cases, the, the, the investigation uh, continues. Uh, he, he was, here's what you got to remember. Here's the encouraging thing I think about this case is uh, it, Epstein was charged with conspiracy. Yeah. You can't have a conspiracy unless more than one person is involved. Bingo, and, bingo. And so uh, there's every reason for this investigation to go forward uh, with co-conspirators. And yep. indications are it will. Now, to what degree it'll get monkeyed with, I, I don't know. You know, I, I just know the investigation goes forward. Right, right. Well, we're hearing about, uh, as I said, Elon Musk is mentioned all over this op-ed. So is uh, Mohammed bin Salman who's the very fine person in Saudi Arabia who is responsible for the death of uh, the murder of Jamal Khashoggi. Um, It it also says here in this piece by (laughs) Jimmy Stewart that uh, a few weeks after this meeting, he asked me to join him for dinner with author Michael Wolf. And Don, remember Fire and Fury, that book? Michael, That's Michael Wolf. And Donald J. Trump's former advisor, Steve Bannon. Literally, Merry Christmas. Steve Bannon is named in in, uh, Epstein's inner circle. Uh, Of course, this guy, uh, Jimmy Stewart, declined. I don't know if these dinners actually happened. Mr. Bannon has said he didn't attend. Mr. Wolf and a spokesman for uh, Woody Allen didn't respond to requests for comment on Monday. So Woody Allen is looped into all of this in some respect. Maybe, maybe maybe not. I mean, it's just, it's hard to to say. But obviously, this gives... uh, the FBI, a list of uh, interviewees. Right, right. And I think the overall point is not necessarily the specific names that we're hearing dropped left and right. I know Bill Richardson's right. name was dropped last week. It's a more, lot of big people. Yeah, yeah. I, I think going back to what you were saying with the victims confronting the perpetrators in court, I think obviously because there's more than just Jeffrey Epstein who's victimizing these young girls uh, that many of the victims will perhaps have a day in court where they can confront some of the other conspirators. And I think that will at least there'll be at least some sort of partial 
closure in all of this for them while they may not be able to confront the kingpin in all of this which is epstein himself they may be able to confront some of these other perpetrators and so in that respect there is going to be some sort of uh some sort of closure for all of these these victims who had to stand i, by I can't even imagine also. the horrible horrible ordeal they had to endure of course but stand by also uh, for british police to find and uh, arrest his Epstein's girlfriend, yeah, uh, his the the woman who served for a while anyway, and then who served as his madam essentially, and, oh, yeah. and procurer of young women, uh, along with others uh, who face possible charges as well. So uh, there's this there, a lot of people are involved. Clearly, uh, clearly some big names are involved, and as you and I have both said before, let the chips fall where they may. Uh, uh, if someone was having sex with underage girls or boys, uh, but in this case, obviously girls, uh, then they should be punished for it. And, you know, um, there is this other side to the story, which is one of a little bit of schadenfreude. And that is the, the fact that I think Jeffrey Epstein was staring down the barrel at a lifetime in prison in which mm-hmm. uh, a prison is not, um, very conducive to people who are child rapists. Absolutely, uh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, he was going I, to have a a very rough time in federal lockup. Yeah, I know that from my own uh, visits to prisons for you know for a, a series of reports that I did with another guy. On oh, them. sure, reports and, in quotes, right? <laughs> wink, wink. Yes, no, right. I'm, I'm joking. <laughs> I've I've been to a women's prison. <laughs> Uh, we went to many, many prisons and, and talked to prisoners and, yeah, and learned sort of a little bit about the culture. And that is absolutely true that, yep. uh, if you, you know, those men have daughters and wives and girlfriends yeah. and mothers, and they don't take well to rapists. They especially don't take well to child molesters. Uh, and, and, uh, court documents had just been dropped really the same day, essentially that, 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 uh, Epstein committed suicide. Uh, just hours before that, court documents were, were made public that uh, made a whole series of new lurid charges. I think he knew he was screwed. He knew he was yeah. going to spend his life. And it's also been said that that correctional facility in Manhattan uh, is worse, f- f- according to a guy who's been in both, worse than Guantanamo Bay. Yeah. Much worse. Yeah, much, what are they, they call it a worse. Calling it yeah. a gulag, aren't they? That, that yeah, wait, you, you, uh, roaches crawl over you while you sleep, <laughs> and the, the, the prison administration says they can't do anything about it because they'd be using toxins to to kill the roaches. So, yeah, yeah. you know, uh, it, it's, it's a horrible, horrible place. Yeah, it always seems to me with prison that the idea of being sentenced to prison, whatever the term happens to be, uh, the idea is that you're removed from society and you're isolation. put in this place where, you, yeah, isolation. You're, yeah. you're taken out of society for a while to right. serve time for the crime that you committed. There's not something in the Constitution or anywhere else that says, all right, once you're there, you have to be shivved and tortured and all the rest of it. I mean, that shouldn't in be fact, part of the equation. You're right. just the prison sentence is to take you away from society because you cannot operate adequately under the laws of society. So that's the point of it. But, you know, right. so you, you hear about these places that are just nightmarish to be in. And it seems to me as if, yeah, it's easy to say, well, they're all fucking criminals. So they deserve all of the hardship in prison. But 
it's not what it's supposed to be about. And it's just like a little bit of my bleeding heart side uh, with regard to all of that. But there was a- right, right. And we're not we're not shedding any tears for Jeffrey Epstein. No, make no, that no, 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 Very, no. very clear. No. Uh, and and uh, you know we agree. I I agree with those who say the world is better off without him. Oh yeah. Uh, with the case, uh, not for the victims. The victims, the victims. Victims were cheated here, yeah, yeah, uh, and and uh, that's that's the the as I said the biggest uh, crime uh, underway at the moment. Yeah, in fact, but, you know what? Uh, to be the, the good news is the investigation continues. To be perfectly honest with you, uh, when this story first broke, when the Jeffrey Epstein story first broke, and we started to right. hear some of the nightmarish things that he was responsible for, I remember standing in my living room and I turned to Kimberly Johnson and I said he's got to kill himself. And I, I said that out loud. I said, you know what? The, the only solution to this is that Jeffrey Epstein needs to, uh, to quote Dennis Miller of all people, he needs to step into the pitch and take one for the team. Uh, he needs to off himself because the, the horrors of the crime he committed, the crimes that he committed seems to me as if just from my, uh, my gut point of view, no punishment can satisfy the extremism of the crimes he committed. So right. it seems to me as if, well, well, well life, fine. He's life killed himself. In prison, life in prison, especially a facility of yeah. that sort. Uh, yeah, that's that's pretty close, I would right, say. Right, right. Well, uh, yeah, yeah. I was just going to say, added to the schadenfreude, too, apparently the story from CBS uh, this morning actually said uh, there was shouting and shrieking coming from Jeffrey Epstein's cell the morning of his death, according to CBS. Which has, which has given rise to new conspiracy theories that the shrieking came from Epstein as he was being murdered. Yeah, uh, there you go. You know, by, by Colonel Mustard with the rope, I guess. I, yeah. I don't know. Uh, but, but they, you know, that, that's, that stuff continues. Um, I, I did read a, an interesting fact uh, that I threw out here, not to support any argument one way or another, but I do know that of the prisoners on Suicide Watch, 8% of the prisoners who are on suicide watch with the cameras and the 15-minute checks and all that, 8% of those prisoners commit suicide. So, you know, it it happens. And obviously, we're learning a lot about this case. One of them wasn't qualified. They didn't look in for hours. Was that whose fault is that? Uh, that's what the investigation will be all about. Exactly. And, and as far as I'm concerned, too, the only conspiracy that I'm really focused on outside of the one that Jeffrey Epstein was indicted and imprisoned for is right. is the conspiracy that is kind of happening in plain view. And that involves Bill Barr. I and, knew you were going there, and yeah, you're right. Yeah, because obviously, whatever investigation Bill Barr is involved in is going to have an agenda, number one, and it's going to be shoddy, and it's going to help Donald Trump. It is going to protect Donald Trump, because that's why Bill Barr was installed in that office, to right. protect Donald Trump. And, right. and that's the thing we need to keep uh, aware of constantly when it comes to there, this story. Fortunately, there are various levels and layers of investigative agencies involved. And while Barr controls many of them, he doesn't control all of them. Yeah. There are even, uh, uh, you know, there's even the, the coroner hired by the attorney, by, by I think Epstein's attorneys, yeah. uh, to, to oversee the official uh, you know, the official autopsy. Uh, you know, it, it, there are a lot of people watching this from multiple directions, but uh, even at the local level. And I don't know if Barr can, uh, if he can stop the truth. Uh, I, maybe, uh, but 
it's certainly something we need to watch. Yeah, well, he was able to derail Mueller. I think he was able to derail yes. the SDNY investigation, and this is you all know, just the power that he possesses in that role as just nothing more than a PR flag, as a, uh, you know, give a, us a summary. fixer, yeah, for Donald Trump. We'll get a summary. Yeah, exactly right. We'll get a, a you know, a three-paragraph summary of an, the entire sordid conspiracy. And, and just to prove that, wrong. Yeah, that Donald Trump had nothing to do with Jeffrey Epstein. In fact, that video that we saw of him doing the uh, the white man's overbite dance and everything, that repulsive video with the eyebrows, uh, that was all deep fakes. Uh, clearly deep fakes. I'm expecting that at any moment to come down. Yeah. I mean, already... Welcome to the age. I, mean, I never thought we would live to... In I know. quotes, see this day, and that is when you can't trust your eyes anymore. Yep. Uh, yep. What I mean that now, oh man, the world is completely upside down because uh, nobody will ever trust anything again. Yeah, exactly. And we're also talking about a lot of guys who also, on top of everything else, exaggerate to puff up their level of importance, their status among all of these rich assholes. And uh, one of the things that Jeffrey Epstein apparently claimed, and this is a story from last month, but I thought I'd loop this into our conversation here. Uh, according to New York Times, Jeffrey Epstein bragged that he introduced Melania Trump to Donald Trump, which is in and of itself probably harmless. But I think it's worth also maybe examining from an investigatory point of view. Um, a little bit more about that because I, I always wonder this too and th maybe this is where I get a little conspiratorial this is where I really start to maybe fall off the rails oh now it's okay yeah, yeah <laughs> now it's alright well, what I'm saying is you know the, the, Melania's uh, introduction to Trump has always been shrouded in a bit of mystery and I wonder if uh I wonder if Melania Trump uh, maybe was a victim of human trafficking of some sort. And I don't know. I'm just asking. Yeah. I'm just asking a question. I uh, don't know. You know, she lived on the floor below Trump and his previous wife. Yes. For for a while. There was a, some some interesting overlap there. Right, right. So they, they, they knew each other while he was still married, I would presume. Well, I mean, I think it's a valid question given that Epstein is a notorious human trafficker. And so if he's saying, hey, look, I know yeah. this woman named Melania. She's Eastern European. Hey, how about this guy, Donald Trump, this creepy, doughy weirdo who dances like a goddamn asshole? Why don't you, why don't you hook up with him? Oh, sure. Be, be best, Jeffrey Epstein. Be best. Okay. Um, so just something maybe to mull over, but this is not a, some sort of weird conspiracy theory website that brought up this story. This is, of course, the New York Times, and I'm, I'm reading it from a republished uh, a piece in Talking Points Memo, which is usually very much on the level. So, But meanwhile, right. Do Donald Trump is, of course, trying to make this all about the Clintons, and he's being very explicit about that. Did that this morning as he was going out to uh, Marine One. He did it on Twitter the other day by retweeting some comedian. And, of course, he, that, this is exactly what they do, because they do this with everything. You know, so the, the Clintons are the real colluders. The Clintons are the ones who were collaborating and base, with Russia. And, and, and his base, as limited as it is, eats that up. That's what they, oh, they love hearing that. They yeah. love, you know, the, the rank-and-file Trump supporters. They just eat that up with a spoon. Mm -hmm. Yes, they absolutely do. Okay, you know, we're going to take a, a quick break here, last break, and then we'll come back, and I, we got to talk about uh, another Chernobyl in goddamn Russia. Oh, my God. Sleep tight, America. Back after these words. Hey, dude. Being at the racetrack is a blast. High five. Whoa, 
man, uh, you can put your arm down now. What? You gonna leave me hanging? Come on, bring it in for a hug. Uh, that's okay, man. We're cool. What's the matter? We're all buds, man. Uh, well, I, I hate to tell you, but I think you need to take a pit stop. What? I'm not driving a race car, man. No, pit stop. It's, uh, well, an all-natural deodorant that'll keep your pits from, uh, being the pits. Oh, no. My pits are the pits. Hey, don't worry, man. Luckily, my pals over at Bubble Genius have you covered. They've created all-natural stuff to help with summer stank. Everything from pit stop deodorant to cooling facial mist to talc-free body powders that leave you soft, not sweaty. Hey, cool! You said it. Bubble Genius keeps you cool all summer long. BubbleGenius.com Bob Seska There's another song by St. Marlboro. It's called uh, Fry. Fry. One word, Fry. F-R-Y. Link in the description. I love this uh, I love this band. Second song we played here on the show by uh, St. Marlboro. And that's, that's for a reason. Very good reason. Pleasantly haunting. Yes, that's what I love about it. I love how it's got that throwback sound, throwback production values. Makes you think it's a, it's kind of a kind of a throwback day with uh, Jimi Hendrix cover and, uh, and these guys. Uh, okay, so um, right on the heels of us watching uh, Chernobyl, there was a uh, an apparent uh, nuclear accident in Russia with a very strange, uh, in-development nuclear missile, form of a cruise missile. And one of these things exploded and uh, spread radioactive materials and all kinds of radioisotopes all over the countryside. And now uh, people nearby are being told to take uh, uh, iodine and all the rest of it. The same usual drill that we uh, we saw with Chernobyl. Uh, yeah. But this, this was the uh, Russian nuclear agency, Rosatom. And um, they were developing a, a cruise missile that is powered by nuclear propulsion. Which, right. Yeah, which is unusual, and it's something that uh, we tried apparently back in the 1960s. We tried it about right. the middle 60s, and what the, the technology was supposed to do was this cruise missile was supposed to hover over a population center, not actually crash land into it, exploding and so on. What it's supposed to do is 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 hover, and it could hover indefinitely because of the nuclear fuel constantly right. providing it with propulsion and hover capability. And then and what it, it could would do? Duck, yeah, it could duck and dodge yeah. U.S. missiles until the U.S. ran out of missiles because it it's the Energizer Bunny of missiles. <laughs> That's right. That's exactly yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, in a bad way, right? Yeah, absolutely. And so what it would do is it would drop actual nuclear missiles down onto the population center indefinitely, while also dumping. Uh, nuclear waste on to, right. out of that nuclear engine that's that's making the uh, cruise missile go. Not, that nuclear waste that, is going yeah. down. Yeah, going down. Not only that, it it leaves that trail of nuclear waste from its launch point all the way to its destination. So right. all of the places beneath it then are exposed to this dangerous radiation. This is a a crazy weapon. We abandoned this in the 1960s, a because it was so dangerous. Uh, see above explosion. Yeah. Uh, and and because uh, it was just too, just too cruel. They they couldn't imagine 
killing all the people that, it, that a missile passed over to get to its intended target. Yeah, it was psychotic. We, we usually, right. like, if you just drop a missile onto a city, I mean, in a bizarre, disgusting, perverted way, you're destroying the city and killing everybody in there. But at the same time, it's, it's quick. This would be an ongoing nuclear disaster that would just extend indefinitely as long as the powers that be wanted it to extend. And so in that sense, whoever came up with this idea initially was just absolutely psychotic. And they said, well, you know what? This is just madness. We can't actually do this. And so we canceled the program. Russia, for some reason, is now in the process of 50 years later trying to develop it themselves. Gee, Bob, do you think it has anything to do with just a few days prior the president pulling the U.S. out of the nuclear arms deal? Maybe a teeny tiny bit. Actually, a whole I lot has to do with that. Um, Call me crazy, but that's, know. you know it's an interesting timing to be sure. Well, and then the, speaking of Donald Trump, the other day he tweeted something to the effect of, well, you know what, we have uh, one of these ourselves. And the technology is way and better. It's better, yeah, it's better. <laughs> it's better, yeah. yeah, it's better because the the technology was canceled in 1964 and it doesn't exist, and he's making it up in his head. So of course it's better because Donald Trump's saying it's better, even though when in fact it doesn't exist at all. That's right. He, you know, he's he made all of this up because that's what bullies do. They bluff and they. Yep. You know, uh, you, you know, know, you, you know. know the drill. Oh, I know the drill, and you know, I. Uh, this is a weird thing. I, I'm not bragging. I don't want to brag about this, but sometime around the elections, maybe even before the election, I forecasted that during the first term of the Donald Trump administration, we might actually see a mushroom cloud. And that was either in the context of a nuclear test. I made sure to, to clarify I was talking about is not necessarily an attack, although that was a possibility and still is. But there's also, you know, the idea of a nuclear test and seeing a, an above ground nuclear test take place with complete with a mushroom cloud and all the rest of it. What mm-hmm. I didn't predict is that maybe we'd see a mushroom cloud because of some uh, munitions right. accident and uh, this the thing that we were talking about with this bizarre Rosatom developed uh, missile in Russia that was August eighth, but on August fifth, three days before that, there was an actual. I don't know if you've seen the video, Buzz, but it's shocking to look at. There's a there was an explosion, and it was in the form of what can only be defined as a mushroom cloud with a right. shock wave that is something out of a movie where you or out of film that you saw from the 1950s and 60s of all these above ground nuclear tests right where the shockwave pushes yeah, yes, yeah it pushes the clouds in the sky away and mm-hmm. it is just it was staggering till I saw that and you know it's one of those yeah. things that is just absolutely chilling especially for those of us who grew up during the cold war and to see an explosion like that and of course we don't know whether or not it was propelled by some sort of nuclear fuel, some sort of uh, fission explosion that uh, we don't know that yet, but it just the way it looked and then followed up three days later by an actual nuclear explosion. You have to wonder, are these things related in some way? Are there di- different I, yeah. test sites where they're being I, uh, worked on? I, I think there, there have to be. Uh, the, you know, these may have been two, two separate tests of the same thing yeah uh you know i i don't know but uh, yes both both had these qualities uh, now for what it's worth uh, i'm reading that the radiation exposure the the seriousness of the accident here it does not even approach what happened at chernobyl that's it's true a, really a miniature version of that that doesn't make the weapons any less dangerous or terrifying and uh, because there is no 
treaty right now because there's no diplomatic effort right now to stop the development of these weapons. Yeah. Uh, no, no insufficient pressure being applied if necessary to stop these development, uh, the development of these weapons. If that, if that doesn't happen, uh, we're, we're in a very dangerous place. It's a very dangerous game, but it's possible that without a treaty, uh, maybe accidents that kill Putin's top five nuclear scientists will uh, slow down and, and perhaps ultimately dissuade the program. The hope is, and this is this is a bizarre way to hope for your own survival, the hope is that uh, Putin will conclude what the U.S. concluded, that this is just crazy and yeah. not pursue it. Yeah, and, and I hope somehow these protests are going to weaken Vladimir Putin, though I'm not getting happy yeah. about that either. Uh, I don't know that they will. He's certainly faced these sorts of things before and crush them like he normally does, as any strong man would do. Um, but I, actually, I wanted to add that mushroom cloud I was just talking about, that explosion ended up having to uh, uh, force an evacuation of 16,500 yes. people from their homes. Uh, and so that, to me, indicates something that was not an isolated explosion that may have some form of fallout that would spread to the surrounding areas. So that may have been, that mushroom cloud video may actually be a nuclear explosion. And if you actually look at the, I'm, I'm on Bloomberg right now, and I'm looking at a photograph of it, the scale is frightening the scale of that explosion compared to the city in the foreground the mountains in the foreground and the people in the foreground uh it just it looks like what you think it is <laughs> it looks exactly like that and it's 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 terrifying and all i can go yeah. back to is go back to uh you know a buzz i mean, you know you were raised in the era of duck and cover uh i was raised in the well, era of uh, the day after that that horrifying movie and what it was in 1980 uh, about nuclear war, and you know, you see things like this, and it just chills you to the bone. I'm uh, actually young. I'm actually younger than Duck and Cover. It's uh, it's something that so many of us have have had to contend with as being an ongoing sort of hovering fear, creating this low level stress, this low frequency stress that we all experience. And you know, when I saw Donald Trump's rise to power and his instability and his irrational behavior and his yeah. impulsive behavior i thought you know, this is this is not going to turn out well and and yeah and you made you made specific uh, predictions which damn you have proven true yeah uh you know i mean i i i didn't i didn't think a lot of this could really happen that i couldn't i i found it hard to believe that it would be allowed to happen i always believed what you saw that he had it in his heart yeah i just didn't think he'd get away with it well uh yeah it's somewhat disheartening to see that your predictions were not uh, overly dire uh or at least had not been exaggerated yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I'm not happy about that. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm certainly not. I, you know, I've said all along, I've always added the uh, caveat every time I mention that, is that I hope I'm wrong about the entirety of the Donald Trump thing. And uh, yeah. I don't think I am, but I, I hope that I am. Yeah, and you got to hold on to hope. Hey, how, how, about <laughs> yeah. this, how about this for some good news? Okay. Depending, depending on a couple of court rulings, Televised impeachment hearings could begin in mid-September. That's hey! a month away. This this may be TV's best new fall season ever. <laughs> Indeed. Holy shit, that'll be great. 
that'll be absolutely wonderful to watch. And, uh, and, and of course, all of the breaking news will occur about two minutes after we finish our shows. But, I mean, that's, sure. that's a little small on, price to pay. Then I'll have it on Thursday. And so will you. <laughs> that's right. All right. Well, we're going to talk about, uh, let's see, we're going to talk about the Endangered Species Act coming up on the postmortem show. Um, speaking of predictions and, and where we're going with the Trump crisis, uh, we're talk a, a briefly about uh, Andrew Sullivan's piece in uh, New York Magazine. And uh, you say what you will about Andrew Sullivan. This particular piece is a standalone thing. Take off the byline. Don't worry about the baggage from Andrew Sullivan. Just read the piece, and it'll blow your mind. Um, maybe not always yeah. in the best way, but it ends on a, I think, on a fairly up note. Uh, so we're going to talk about that on the coming up on the postmortem show. Meanwhile, Buzz Burbank news and comment every Thursday. It's the best hour of news you're going to get all damn week, uh, and you can find everything at uh, buzzburbank.com, realmnetwork.com, also, and wherever you get your podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all the rest of it. Bear in mind that Apple Podcasts has changed the way it categorizes all the shows. So the best way to find your favorite shows on Apple uh, Podcasts is either to use Siri on your phone. Just say, Siri, play me the Buzz Burbank News and Comment Show. Uh, that's not what it's called. But, I mean, you, you have whatever variation. <laughs> It'll find you. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, and so you can do that, or you can just go to uh, Apple Pod- your Apple Podcast app and search for Buzz Burbank News and Comment, the Bob Seska Show, the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network, the Realm Network, all the rest of it. Uh, that's as easy as it comes. So make sure to do that. Meanwhile, uh, the Postmortem Show can be found on our Patreon page. That is bobseskashow.com, also bobseska.com, slash, or I'm sorry, uh, patreon.com slash bobseskashow, or the all-caps Patreon link beneath my face at bobseska.com. All right, that's the show. Postmortem coming up next. Take care, folks. Bye-bye.